104.7's Ryan and Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. Malaganas Edwards Johnson. For proper compensation, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Thank you very much to Naomi, who we just spoke to. Um, she was telling the story of um, that of when she gave up a, a child for adoption, and uh, it seems like a, a really nice story that uh, right here in Canberra, there are another couple that weren't able to have kids of their own, and now their parents, and uh, they've said, oh, anytime you want to come and visit us, it'll be great, and... Yep. Uh, kept an open line of communication as well. Yeah, it's a it's a really good story. We've been talking about adoption for the last couple of days because I was talking yesterday how I've never met my biological parents and then on Mother's Day you can't help more than any other time than to just go, oh, geez, I wonder what they're doing of and course. I wonder what they look like. And Do you think about her much any other time or is it really a big marker on Mother's Day? Oh, yeah, like a, a fair bit, a fair bit. But, it, yeah, Mother's Day just really like sort of drives it home. And then there's a few times that like for me we, when you go to the doctor, they always say, oh, do you have any of this in your medical history? And you go, I don't know. And one, and I've got this. So weird, that was never left for you. No, because you don't know what to look for, and like because oh, you, you think of all the things that. See, I've got like a slightly irregular heartbeat, and they say it's totally fine, except if you have this in your family. Do you? And I go, I don't know. And they go, Oh well, hopefully you don't. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, and so I never would have thought of that. But so every time I go to the doctor, I go, Oh, like. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's different now, and I reckon going forward... Even just hearing Naomi's story. Yeah, that they might even be able to go, oh, Naomi, uh, your your kid's got this, Do you, what's Do your you blood type? The, yeah. Or whatever yeah. the question is uh, would be really handy. Um, but that makes me think about it a lot as well. Now, Bronwyn, uh, Bronwyn you, were, you were listening yesterday? Yes, I was. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for taking the time to call through. So what's your story? Um, I too, just like you, was adopted and have always known. Uh, can't even think of a time that I haven't known. Yep. Um, and so uh, I didn't have a note or anything, but I always knew that my mum was 15 when she had me. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and so my parents were very open about talking about the fact that she was so young and uh, there was definite reasons why she would have had to have given me up. Yeah. Um, and then when I was 14, my... Uh, paternal grandmother so um, my father's mother actually contact contacted us through the adoption agency yeah right and um, I'd never really thought about my dad I'd always thought about my mum um, and so uh, through that we were able to ha- have contact and by the time I was 18 I was then going through um, counseling and so forth just to um, make sure that um, I was ready to know identities and so forth. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal. Um, and then when I actually was able to talk to her directly, she told me that my mother's family had all gone back to England. They were originally from England, so I didn't think that I would ever meet her. Um, and then about six months later, she rang me and she said, oh, you'll never guess who I saw in the supermarket. And it was actually my mother's brother. <sighs> she uh, bumped into him in the supermarket in Perth and that's how I met my mother. She actually was living in England. She came out to have a visit with the family, and I went over and met her. Wow. So you're, um, and so you go over to Perth, and, and, and yes. it's just a yes. random run-in with a random relative. That's and crazy. That's right. So yeah. how, so how so, old were you then when, when you did meet? I was 19. 19, and so. What was that experience like? Yeah, what, what happened? Um, it, was, it was 
pretty overwhelming. My uh, I actually my when my mother actually had me, she was sent to Tasmania to live with her sister. So we lived in Tasmania at the time. Right. So my adoptive parents were extremely supportive, and my mum actually did say I needed to do that on my own. That was something that, that was mm. for me, and so she was happy to come with me, but um, left the choice up to me, and I went by myself. So uh, my paternal grandmother had actually come to Tasmania the year before and so we all met as a, fa- as a family. So when, she- when I did actually fly over, I went and stayed with her. So I already knew somebody. Yep. yep. Um, and then, yeah, I, uh, as I got off the plane, I was expecting to meet my mother the next day and there she was at the airport oh my with my paternal grandmother. Did you innately know? Did you just go, that's my, that's my birth mother? Absolutely. Oh my Absolutely. God. And yeah. what happens um, to your body? Like, what? How do you feel? Yeah. Did you cry? Did you fall on the floor? Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We both cried, and it, and even now, when I tell the story, it's it's pretty overwhelming. I mean, people who I've told have said, "Oh my God, that's really random, and it's really overwhelming." And and even now to this day, um, I, and we're actually my family and I are going over to Perth in July to feed them again. So we mm-hmm. see them probably every two years or so, but we uh, keep in contact. Um, but yeah, every time I see her, it and 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 my um, younger siblings. I've got five younger siblings, oh. and I grew up with three brothers and never had a sister, and now I've got three sisters. Yeah, wow. So yeah, so it's pretty overwhelming, but it, yeah, really exciting and. Yeah, what was, what was your story. your birth mum reaction? Was she just happy to see that you were happy? It was it like a relief um, that that you that you loved her because you know you hear these bad stories where the kids get resentful. a bit disgruntled and stuff. Was yeah. it a big relief for yeah. her as well? Yeah, it was. Um, she had a lot to deal with herself. Um, so I was over there for 15 days and as the time went on, um, she became a little bit more distant. Um, and so then she actually went back to England after I uh, met her and I didn't hear from her for a while. Um, and she actually told her grandparents who I was still in contact with that um, she had fulfilled that um, part of her life and she wanted to let it rest. She didn't want to. Um, I, I think it was a bit overwhelming. She had young children at the time. She had to go back to a husband who actually yeah, didn't know much. about me. Yeah. All oh, right. Yes, it is. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. And yeah. that's something you're so, And so about, for 19 years, I actually had contact about her through my grandparents, but I didn't actually speak to her for another 19 years. Wait, yeah, yeah Bruno, so was that really hard on your heart that you just met your? Oh, m- no, it was fine. Absolutely, yeah, it, it w- absolutely. I always knew that when she gave me up the first time, it was like um, it, it was obvious why she would give me up, and I never, ever, ever had any feelings of why did she give me up or or, or sadness about that. But when she did actually turn her back, the um, yeah, it, it, it hurt a lot because. Um, I then was able to reconcile that she knew me and then she chose not to have anything to do with me. And four years ago when we did actually reunite, she actually did explain to me that it was a lot of confusion. It was a lot of being 15. It was actually her parents' decision to uh, have me put up for adoption rather than herself. And so when everybody welcomed me back into the family, grandparents and siblings of hers and so forth, she, I guess, felt angry because that decision was taken out of her hands and then everyone welcomed me back as though nothing had happened. 
Yeah, that would be really tough. I'm trying to reconcile that. Yeah. So oh. is, after, after all these years, as you said, you're meeting them again later in the year. Is it a, yeah. a, a real sort of weight off both your shoulders that finally, um, you know, it's all sort of come together? It has, yeah. And obviously now that, I mean, I'm early 40s now, so able to actually have those conversations with her as an adult, being able to mm. listen to her point of view and, and I guess, a lot of years have passed in terms of life experiences, so you're able to, I guess, be empathetic towards that other person to know yeah. where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah, put yourself in their shoes type of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Bronwyn, thank you so much for sharing your story. I've got goosebumps. I feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a beautiful story, and thank you so much for sharing oh, with Canberra you. this morning. Not a problem at all. Okay, thank you very much. Kit 104.7, Get Up with Ryan and Tanya. Oh, fashion. Are we ready to go? Are we ready to go? Yes, we were ready about six minutes ago. Number one, (laughs) uh, Amber Rose dressed up as boobs on the MTV Movie Awards. Now, you can't really see much else, so there's not a lot more to say, except for who's Amber Rose, you ask? Uh, Well, apart uh, from being the former lover of Kanye West, she is the owner of those massive cannons, and what I can only imagine is a lot of thirst on Instagram. Now, excuse me while I look at my cannon sound effect. She's got great boobs. Oh, God, I can't find my cannon sound effect. What else does effect. she do? What else does Amber... Is she a model? What does she do? Is she a model? Couldn't tell you, mate. Neither Who knows? Could she. Who Neither knows? could she. But look at those cannons. If you turn the page, you'll see Cara Delevingne has a bald head because she's actually uh, shaved her head for yeah, a new movie hot. role. She's so hot. She is super hot. And what's going to be more, like, even more frustrating for, for most girls, I reckon, is that... Oh, she looks so good. She looks so good. Having her head shaved just amplifies how much of a really pretty face I she know, has. exactly. You're like, oh, she doesn't have that pretty hair anymore. Oh, God, she's still so she's, beautiful. Yeah. Um, now, she looks great, but what's the deal with her penis? Because, look, she she's on the red penis. carpet and she's standing in front of the signage and stuff mm. and the, the, the logo has this sort of jagged edge thing at the bottom and where she's standing, it looks like it's hanging out the bottom from between. Can you see oh, that it, sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, I mean, you're like, just clutching move, at straws. Just move over a little bit so you don't have the stuff hanging between your legs because... Uh, that is uh, unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. All right, the next is Paris Jackson. Oh, she's not really read the dress code? No, she has definitely not read the dress code. She's rocked up in jeans and a T-shirt and she's trying to get all political because she's got like a Michelle Obama something T-shirt on and she's got... She's got a flannel. Yeah, flannel around her waist. She literally looks like everyone at Groove jeans. and the Moo. Yep, some cons on... Oh, a more relaxed Groove and the Moo. Yeah, now uh, there's also a video doing the rounds of her lipping, licking... Not lipping, licking ASAP Rocky's dreadlocks at the after party. Now she thought, oh, this would be funny for a great photo, licking ASAP Rocky's dreadlocks. Uh, we can report that she ended up getting pretty stoned and having three different types of hep, so well done to her. Um, crossing over to Shelly Hennig. Who the hell is that? Well, that makes us think two things. The first thing is, who the bloody hell are you? And she answers that with, oh, I'm a beauty pageant title holder who won Miss Teen USA in 2004. No, well, what? The, the past 13 this? years have not been kind to you and I don't know who let you onto the red carpet but here's the next thing we're thinking does gutting your kid's pet rabbit and getting into it seem like a good idea for a costume yeah it's pretty it um, looks, that's what's like she's like she shelled out the inside of an animal got into it and gone oh yeah no no I'm alright but it's the fur 
It's like, it looks, yeah, it's not for anyone. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. Now, finally, number five. Do you know who the person in the purple is, Yeah, Ten? Hayley Seinfeld. Uh, it's actually pronounced uh, Hayley Seinfeld. No, it's Steinfeld. Because that's her real name. That's not now, her real name. Now, you might know her as a singer, but most of you obviously know her as the daughter-in-law of Jerry Seinfeld. No one knows her as that. That's, you're making that up. And she'll be supporting her father-in-law uh, in not. his Australian tour in August. She's not. Now, you know when... Um, <laughs> so annoying. You know when uh, they awkward moments on TV news when the weather reporter or anyone sitting in front of a green screen wears a green dress and then they look invisible? Yeah. Well, she's wearing a lovely purple number. However, when she's presenting the award, she's standing in front of a purple screen, so she just looks like a floating pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty face. Yeah. Um, um, which arms is and a head. Face. And, and I will say, she's standing next to someone who's her, her own uh, age. Charlie Poof. Is it? Mm. Is that Charlie Poof? Mm. Well, he looks like any 13-year-old about to get the acne <laughs> serving of his life at the local canteen in Canberra, because I tell you, the difference... I know, when he's people, wearing an Adidas truck suit. When guys grow up, it's great. It's great. And when girls grow up, it's great. And they can, But I tell you what, the difference between a 16-year-old girl who can dress up, wear some makeup and a nice dress, and you go, gee, how... And then they go, no, she's... And you go, no, I was just asking. And and then you see her. They're the same age. And she looks hot as... And he looks like a child. <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> he does, It is he? really awkward. It is really awkward. But I'm pretty sure he took her home either way. So there is the no, fashion report. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Kick 104.7. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Um, so this week we've been chatting um, a lot about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is this weekend. And yesterday I, I spoke a little bit, uh, or, or at length as it were, <laughs> um, about the fact that I've never met my biological mother. And the amount of messages and interesting stories that have come through has been um, very overwhelming. So thank you very much for that. And after 8 o'clock, uh, we'll, we'll speak to this lady named Angela yeah. who uh, shared her story with me uh, privately yesterday where she was 49 years old and she was sitting next to someone at the train station and they just sort of put their hand on her leg and said, excuse me, um, you look familiar. Do you mind if I ask a question? And uh, what happened after that is unbelievable. Oh, right, so I need more. We will get to that really soon. Uh, right now, though, um, a guy named Alan uh, has contacted us and, and called through. Now, Alan, um, well, thanks for calling. Uh, what's going on? Well, first of all, I saw your clip and, uh, like, it was very raw and real, mate. It, it, it tugged on my own heartstrings being an adopted child. And try to, I'll try and condense this down as, as short as possible, but um, I was born on the 20th of October 1969 in Newcastle. Um, yep. My birth mother was um, in a, a convent for unmarried mothers. Wow. Um, so I was one of those children born in that era in the late 60s and... Um, when my mum and dad, who are both now deceased, but when they adopted me at six weeks old, they actually had five babies to pick from. So, oh, wow. so it's just like, uh, like, like, luck like of the draw, like the when you go <laughs> get a puppy from the show and they're in the th- the thing, and you just go, yeah, that one. Absolutely, oh. and and it really does my head in if I think about that too much yeah, because don't. I wouldn't yeah. be with my wife and have the children I have now and the job I've got. The friends that had they picked another child, so if I think it. too much about that, it certainly plays on the the heart. A bit. Alan, have you met your birth mother? No, I haven't. Um, I would love to. Like, I grew up as an only child with no brothers and sisters in a small family, and now I, my own family, with my own wife and kids, is a large family, and I love a large family, and I, I often feel that part of me is missing. And I always think of my own birthday, you know, I was 20th of October, so my own birthday, every time it comes around, I, I think, well, my mother, if she was still alive, would be thinking of me on that day. 
same as Mother's Day. Yeah, because I, I, I've always said and, and hoped that my birth mother um, sort of had me and then sort of forgot about me and just sort of was able to move on. But the response I've got, every single person said there's no way they would ever, like, not think about yeah, you. Yeah, they'd be constantly. Well, particularly on your birthday and Mother's Day, it's, um, you know, it's, if they're still living, they would have to think about you on those days. What would you, like, what would you say to your birth mother, Alan? Because uh, people ask me that and I, I just have, if it actually happened, I just have no idea what I would say or do. Well, the easiest question, Ryan, would be that why? Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be the easiest questions. And then, and that would open up a lot of conversation. And and then I suppose from there, we will, you know, did you have other children? Or what, you know, tell me about your life because, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Have, so watching your clip, mate, and seeing how it affects you. And when you, when you think about it, you know, unless you've been in that situation, people don't understand. No. And Have you ever been anywhere, Alan, where you felt maybe the presence of, of somebody that potentially could have been your birth parents? Where my birth mother was, um, I believe, and, and this this is just based on the information I can put together, it was a place called the Villa Maria in Newcastle, uh, which was a, a convent of sorts for unmarried mothers. I actually found a phone number for that, and I rang it one time, and a lady, an elderly lady, answered it, and her first name was the name that was given to me on the birth nights. Oh, fine. And I sort of panicked and went into a bit of a cold sweat, and I think I hung up, to be honest with you. I can't remember now. It was a while ago. Now, that does not mean at all that that was that person. But That's pretty freaky, just though, someone yeah. by that name, um, yeah, it was... <laughs> it was and, you know, I actually haven't thought about that. She just asked me that question, and it's... Um, it, yeah, the hair's just stood up on my arm. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Yeah, I'm the same. When I meet someone with the same name as my birth mother who, when you kind of think about the age, okay. I'll, like, look them up and down and so be like, oh, would that be the height that... Wow. Every time I bump into someone from Newcastle and through my working life, that pops up from time to time. I always ask them the question, oh, do you know of this person? Because I have two names. Because on the birth notes I have, there's also a male's name, which is a contact for my birth mother. So I've never had the, the positive answer, but I do ask the question. Yeah, far out. Alan, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, it's no, quite remarkable. Pleasure. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hit 104.7. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. And yeah, people are actually listening to our show, our, our little show in little old Canberra right here, uh, right across the country this morning. There's lots of uh, lots of calls coming in from all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Well, also your video that you that you did mm-hmm. about your, your biological mother has reached 1.1 million views and it just keeps creeping up as the days go by. It's gone international. Yeah, and uh, well, someone who's reached out to me, who because I just thought a few people might be interested here in Canberra. I didn't expect uh, to... <laughs> yeah, is this quite overwhelming? Yeah, well, I just didn't think people would be would care, <laughs> to be perfectly I'm just honest. Fasc- well, of course um, they were going to care. I'm, I'm yeah. just inc- like, astounded as to how many people have a similar story. Mm. And um, I was contacted yesterday by Angela, who is in South Australia. And thank you so much for uh, calling through this morning, Angela. Um, thank you. Now, um, let us uh, hear your story, because it was very amazing what you told me yesterday. So just to paint the picture, you, you yourself were adopted and for the first 48, 49 years of your life had never had any contact with your mother. Is that right? 
Um, yeah, um, I'm 42, but... Oh, sorry. Um, no, that's all good. <laughs> Don't look a day over 21, uh, Angela. Uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> Careful, Raymond. I'm sure you lie. Yeah. But anyway, um, I um, had... Um, I've always known I was adopted, um, so, you know, it never faced me. Um, when I was 18, I actually got a letter from the agency saying that someone was looking for me, but... I was 18, I wasn't ready to deal with it. Yeah. So I just carried on with my life for, you know, the next, I don't know how many years. And um, I about six years ago, I got some information and I got my biological mother's name mm. and that was it, left it at that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I live um, 300 k's north of Adelaide uh, in a little town called Peterborough. And I go to Adelaide quite regularly um, every week for uni. Mm-hmm. So I drove down to Goula yep. and I hop on the train and hop go into the city and I um, was five seconds late for my train and I was standing there thinking, oh, we'll get a next train. Um, and a lady came up and started talking to me and asked me when the next train was and she kept looking at me funny and I just thought, oh, she seems nice. We just started talking and um, she asked me, if I lived in Goula, and I said, no, um, I live in Peterborough. And she said, oh, I know Peterborough. I um, was going to buy a house there once. And I said, oh, okay. And she mentioned Peterborough again, and then she mentioned Peterborough again, and I thought, where's this lady going with this? And all of a sudden she asked me if I happened to know the Cundies. And I said, I happen to be a Cundy. And... Um, she asked me if I was adopted and my stomach sank and I was like, oh, oh my God, um, you know, and, um, yeah, she said to me who she was and who her sister was and, um, her sister happens to be my biological mother and she was my auntie. <gasps> Far out. And, and you reckon she knew as soon as she saw you? She knew as soon as she saw me and, um... I've since seen photos of her when she was about 19 and I look exactly like my auntie. Far out. And so did you then, with your auntie, and you went and... Uh, yeah, we oh, we ended up going into the city together. We ended up... She ended up calling her sister <sighs> and said, you won't believe who I'm sitting next to on the train. And <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and... Um, uh, Lainey just turned around and said, um, oh, who? And she said, I'm sitting here with your daughter. And she actually hung up on her sister. Um, and she rang back and she said, lady, did you hear me? And she said, uh, yes, sweetheart, but I want to know, are you playing a cruel trick on me? Yeah. Yeah. And she said, no, darling. She said, I'm sitting here with her and she's absolutely beautiful. Oh and do you want to talk to her? So I spoke to... Um, my biological mother and it was um very emotional and it still doesn't even feel real but yeah it's very emotional and we both got a bit teary and i could hear her getting choked up and she asked me to put her back to her sister so i did and i went off to uh uni for the morning well couldn't think straight i went to uni um, i rang my mum and dad home here in peterborough and um the strangest story told them <laughs> yeah. and my mum was just like oh um 
she said, I'm so happy for you, sweetheart. You go meet this woman and make memories. And like, my parents are so supportive. And I think that's a part of why I never sort of continued to, you know, look. Because I think I was always scared. How are my parents going to feel yep. that I'm looking for this other person? Um, it, um, and then I... We organised that I'd meet um, Lainey and, um, yeah, we, we met at the train station. Um, on I just said to my teacher, oh, look, I'm, I can't do this today. No. I'm going. No. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I met her. And Can you just was, describe the moment, the, the first moment you, you saw your mum? Uh, when I was walking down into the train station um, in Adelaide um, and this woman was walking towards me. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this is actually real. And that we, we were oh, probably about a foot away from each other. And she said, just stand there. She said, I just want to look at you. And she just looked at me and she was crying and I was crying. And she, she said, oh, my God, you actually look like your father and your grandmother. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, that's even freakier. Yeah. So um, then we hugged and we were crying and all these people were, like, stopping. And yeah. What's going on? You guys all right? <laughs> and this lady walked past my auntie who was down the station a bit and said, I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like I should be taking photos. It looks like some kind of reunion. And um, my auntie said to the woman, oh, um, that's my... Um, sister and she's meeting her daughter for the very first time in almost 42 years. Well, the woman bawled her eyes out and said, I can't go to work now and she went home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was very, yeah. Um, Unbelievable. And, and the first thing I actually had to make her understand, because the first thing I said to her was, I love you. Mm. And she she sort of I don't think she understood. And I said, if it wasn't for you, how could I not love you? If it wasn't for you, my parents wouldn't have had me and I wouldn't have had the life I had with beautiful parents. <laughs> so, you know, and it was, yeah, it was just very, yeah, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> yeah, you've got both of us in that's for sure. Yeah, um, and so. so it's all, if you didn't miss that train by a few seconds. God, you were meant you, to uh, meet her. Well, the funny thing is... Um, I've been going to Gawler, like, in Adelaide all my life, and, yeah, for um, the last nine years, my auntie's been living back in Gawler, so I've probably passed through the street and haven't even realised. Wow. Oh, far yeah. out. Um, Do you still have a relationship with your birth mother? Um, yeah, we, we uh, yes, uh, we're actually building our relationship slowly. We ring each other every Saturday. Um, I actually see my birth Aunt, like my auntie, um, like my birth mother's sister, I see her every week. I go and visit her for coffee, um, and every oh now and then I'll catch up with. Um, and it was funny. Only the other day I went down to see my auntie last Monday, and when I got there, um, my birth mother was there, and yeah, it was. She said, "Oh." I thought you'd be here by three o'clock, so I caught the one o'clock train out. Oh. <laughs> so it was really lovely to. Yes, yeah, yeah. What an incredible so, story! Incredible, a great story. outcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I always thought that she wouldn't want to know me, and I was scared of that. And the day 
that I met her, all of those fears went out the window because at the end of the day I thought, well, I like her way, so I don't care whether she doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because she was saying to her sister, what if she doesn't like me? <laughs> so like, well, so you're both. doesn't matter whether I don't like you, at the end of the day you're going to like yourself. Yeah, and you're and both so, saying yeah. the same thing of, of each other. Which, uh, which is interesting. Um, well, Angela, thank, thank you so much for uh, for taking the call today and for messaging me uh, yesterday on Facebook with your story. It, it's such a great story to hear, and uh, thank you so much for sharing it. Oh, you're welcome. And I just hope that anybody out there who's going through um, similar things, just just look. Does, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You, at least you'll know. You'll yeah. be better for it. All right, that's good advice. That's terrifying advice, I know. but good advice nonetheless. You must be swimming yeah. in your head this morning. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. I was listening to two of the girls here at work have a conversation in the toilet. I was in the toilet and mm. they were, like, washing their hands. Yep. And <laughs> I didn't leave because it was so good. And one of the most girly conversations I've ever heard. Now, I think with this, because mm. I'm going to get you guys to read the yep. conversation out loud, um... Every girl listening is going to be like, I've had that moment. This has happened to me. But I think you boys would have no idea that girls do this. But I'd be interested to know. No, no, no. I'd just be interested to know if you guys know that this is what we do. This is secret girl chat. Secret girl. Are you you like breaking a code? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. So, uh, Ryan, you can be... Oh, God. I read the first line and I just... (laughs) The first bit's not even... I asked you if it started with a P and ended in an area and you were... I said maybe. You said maybe. So, uh, Ryan, you can be Rachel. Matt, you can be Michelle. Some girl ones. I mean? You are. Okay. Let's do some music. The first line is just unbelievable. <laughs> hey, I... I can't even say it. I think I've synced with you. Yeah, we totally have, which means it's all the girls in the office with the same date now. Hilaire. Not hilaire. For it's anyone awful, else has to work it? with them. <laughs> it's, so it's awful for us as well. It's going to be hell in the office for those five days. Jesus. I mean, P.S. I'm thinking about getting a breast reduction. Well, I got mine done, obviously, and <laughs> it's great. Uh, if you're thinking about thinking about it, see my guy. He's amazing. I mean, it hurts, doesn't it? Uh, oh, so, uh, Subtle restart. <laughs> yes, it does hurt, but it's so worth it. Do you want to see mine? Absolutely. You would, you dirty... <laughs> This is a platonic thing, by the way. Oh, um, you want to see? You should, absolutely. Uh, when they are fake, they don't even feel like they're your own, honestly. Oh, when man. you get a reduction, do they still... Sorry, this is... This is uh, don't hold yourself while you explain. Sorry. <laughs> so um, the first girl's talking about a reduction. The other girl is saying that she's had them done. Oh, so right, she's, okay. she's had sorry. a boob job. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, we're back sorry, on track. Sorry, yeah, sorry, cool, sorry. Yeah, no, Crap cool, scripting. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, man, they're amazing. Like, so good. Touch them. They are so lifelike. They feel so natural and amazing. You are the worst scriptwriter. We've swapped characters. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you swapped characters. Like, I've got great boobs. Yes, I do. <laughs> I was on Facebook at the same time. <laughs> I wasn't really concentrating. Uh, thanks. The best 8K I've ever spent. Seriously, grab them. I feel like I went further with you in the work toilets than a man in a long, long time. For reals, because you're obviously a fat loser. Anyway, <laughs> I legit have nothing to do at work today. Talk soon, babe. You too. Thanks for that. Did you guys know that girls 
show each other their boobs if they're fake. Well, they show them if they're not fake, but particularly if they're, they're fake. fake. I've seen girls grab other girls' fake boobs. I've and seen... can I say, I am 100% <laughs> for it. It is a great time. I've seen so many boobs in bathrooms of girls I don't know. Mm. And every time I'm like, great boobs, and they like, touch them. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Just squeezing both boobs in a toilet of a stranger. <laughs> and I think if a guy was in here, they'd be like, oh, my God. This is hot, or either that or she can't find a <laughs> yeah. towel to dry her hands off. <laughs> Hit 104.7.